The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Right now, I'm doing the promo for UFC Unfiltered, and I'm doing push-ups. This is how I stay in shape. It's how got, I keep my body. You got to bend your arms, though. All right, so I'm not doing good push-ups. God damn it, Matt. Me and Matt, despite this humiliation, have a great time together today. TJ Dillashaw calls in and uh, has uh, some very definitive answers for, I guess, what was Uriah's uh, Instagram post. And we talked to uh, Eddie Truck Gordon, who is... Uh, a good man. A, a very good man, and fighting this Wednesday night, and uh, a great guy to interview, and a friend of Matt's. And Chris is handsome, and we have a good time. And I figure out what Matt's jacket is. He may finish it here. Oh, he's, he's out. He's out. He's out. It is all over. UFC and digital media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah, powered by digital media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Yes, we are your hosts. Yes, this is UFC Unfiltered. We have a good show lined up today. We hope we will, of course, be discussing UFC Fight Night from Kansas City, which the man on my left, uh, my delightful friend Matt Sarah, was at. Uh, Nashville? Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Nashville. Nashville. So I, yeah. I lose track, man. Dude, God you, damn it. That's dude. right. You've been all over. You were in uh, Buffalo, and then I can't say it was last week, and then Nashville this week. And we also have Eddie Gordon uh, calling in, who's on uh, the Ultimate Fighter 25 Redemption. He's a welterweight. And uh, TJ Dillashaw. Calling in, who is fighting Cody Garbrandt um, for the uh, bantamweight championship? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is—they are the co-main for—is it uh, two thirteen? Yeah, I would assume they'd be the co-main, but there's nothing really officially announced for that yet. But they're hoping it's GSP and uh, Bisping. Three weeks, man. Probably, yeah. That's what they're hoping. Three weekends in a row, I was on the on the road. That's right. This was Nashville. I forgot. I should have known because we had raging ally Aquinta sitting here talking yeah. about how he wanted to go out after the fight. He's still there. I, mean, I know he is. He said he was staying a little bit. Yeah, he's chilling out a little bit. And uh, you missed some good fights if you didn't watch these fights, right? I what? How great, many of them did you fights. get to see? Did you get to see a lot of them? I saw um, I saw the main card. Most of the main card. Um, uh, unfortunately, I I saw a lot of the the main event, but it was right after Al's, so I I missed some of it. So, did but you? I got the gist of it. It was a it was a fun fight. You know what I mean? I saw all the. Highlights afterwards and everything. And I enjoyed the Scott Holtzman Michael McBride fight a lot. Um, Daniel Taylor, uh, Jessica Penny was very good. Yeah, um, I, I caught the last round of she's the. She's ferocious, uh, at Daniel I, Taylor. It was good to see um, Jessica because I seen her. Um, I told you when I was in San Diego. On yeah, that, uh, was it San Diego? No, Did you guys. Yeah, go- she trains with. Cruz, yeah, it right? was San yeah. Diego. <laughs> I'm trying to think, dude. I'm all over the freaking place. She lost a uh, unanimous decision. Yeah, well, how? I saw the last round. I thought she. I, that's the only round I saw, and I thought she. 
edged out that that takedown. Twenty nine, twenty eight. So maybe it was her, maybe I didn't see the first two rounds. So Danielle Taylor looked good. She was, uh, you know, she was getting in there, and uh, you know, she's got a huge. Was it like a five and a half inch or six inch? A uh, height advantage or something yeah. like that? Yeah, she was a lot shorter than the other Well, guy. I know her pain. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. I was just reading a book, by the way, about... Uh, I mean, by the time this airs, I've interviewed him. Uh, the guy... Uh, uh, who is this? Rob O'Neill. Okay. He's a, he's a Navy SEAL. He's the guy who shot Osama bin Laden. And uh, he's on Team 6. And mm. he was talking in his book uh, a lot about the uh, Navy SEALs in the training program. And one of the things he said was, one of the, you have to carry your boat everywhere at one point in Hell Week. Because it's a fucking... He said guys get bald spots temporarily because there's a bunch of guys with a boat on your head. Yeah. Everywhere you go, a mile here, a mile there. He said, you carry it hundreds of miles in the yeah. week. Like six guys or whatever on a team. And they do it by height. And the, uh, there's, there's the, you know, the middle team, which is what he was in. Then there's the tall guys. Yeah. And the little guys are the Smurfs. They call them the Smurfs. That's the team, the shortest <laughs> team. They said they always have the hardest time. Yeah. And the little, little guys when carrying to, boats. Um, when I used to wear a, um, a blue gi, my old roommate, oh, no. uh, Rodrigo Gracie, used to do oh, yeah. la, 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 la. <laughs> He's like, oh, Matt, you little Smurf. I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a apartment with uh, Rodrigo Gracie, part of the. He's he's a he used to fight in Pride. He's a very close friend of mine, man. We were like best buds back in the day. He was uh, over. Me and him were both teaching at Henzo's and training at Henzo Gracie Academy. You see my jacket I wore today? I you uh, see it. Didn't see show it. Well, well, it does look like it. But what does it say? It says uh, Henzo Gracie, New York Jiu Jitsu. Oh. <laughs> I, I, you know, I like to wear my colors. Yeah. You know, I remember where I came from. Yeah, thank you. You're fixing yeah. that. I don't want yeah, them to yeah. get wrinkled. But um, oh shit, bring me back. What was I just talking about? You were talking about having an apartment and being yes. Uh, oh, so Smurf. my friend. I know what a good time. So I had my buddy, me and Rodrigo Gracie. We got a a place in Woodmere, a Long Island. It's, it's a pretty. It's pretty much all Jewish in that area. So we were looking for places, and he. He's, you know, he's a good-looking guy. He looks a little bit like Ricky Martin. It's like, oh, look, man, don't let these people hear your accent. It might fuck up. And I'm not calling you Rodrigo. I'm calling you fucking Rod. Yeah, my buddy Rod. Just sit there and smile, all right? So we got the apartment. They probably thought you were life partners. They probably thought we were, yes. Yeah, oh, look at these two nice men. Yeah, but you know. He oh, was... they're bachelors. Nah, but then they then they saw the, uh, the revolving door of chicks. Sure they did. I love it. Nah, I'm only kidding. I'm married now. Oh, exactly. The coffee is kicked in just there. I just it's it's called memory lane, Jimmy. I think it just hit me now. Look at me. The caffeine. Yeah. The, the, it, it just hit me. Did you see? Oh, you don't got to keep looking at me now. I love looking at you. Did you see uh, the Holtzman over Michael Let's McBride? Talk about I enjoyed it. a lot. He was um, Michael McBride. I got to say this. He had a welt on the back of his left thigh. I want I want to say it was on the back of the left thigh or right thigh. It literally looked like yeah. a softball, a black and blue purple softball. He kicked the shit uh, out of his leg. And what a tough <laughs> motherfucker that McBride is, though, because yeah. he was getting tagged a lot. And he's expressionless. Mm. You know who he looks like when he fights? Okay. He looks like the guy that killed Omar in Scarface. The guy that pushed him out of the fucking, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, Pacino yeah, yeah. shot him in the, in the, in the car. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah, blew yeah. up a mother <laughs> and her kids. Quickly. That's what I liked about Scarface. He didn't want to, you know, he had some. He had, uh, he had a coat. That's who Michael McBride looks like. He has that yeah. same fucking kind of a skeleton. I'm not shit on Michael McBride. I'm saying, you know, uh, he's a hard to read guy. And he was getting tagged in the face a lot. A lot of combinations, kicked yeah. in the leg. And he literally had zero expression on his face. 
And he wound up finishing I, I, the fight and losing a, a, a unanimous decision, which think, he should have uh, lost. I think I he would have made a decent father, Scar, Scarface. Yes, yeah, he would He seemed yes, like he, he really cared about kids. You like kids? He wanted to have kids, but... Her, 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 That's not a good impersonation. Her, her, you her, like kids? No, wait, you like her kids? Her womb was so polluted. I can't even have kids with her, Manny. Oh, How that, dare you speak that way to me? <laughs> but she threw the drink in his face. And then he said... That's right. Don't worry. Say goodnight to the bad guy. Oh, I thought he said, you have another Quailuch, you love me in the morning. No, he said that later. Have another Quailuch, you love me again. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. And she didn't, though. She would call Big Ernie. Did she call? Oh, tell her. If Eldie called, tell her, tell her I love her. It's great. <laughs> really fucking heartfelt. Big Ernie got it, no? Yeah, he got it at the end. Oh, Big Ernie got it at the end. Yeah. They all got it at the end. Yeah. So, uh, okay, and, and performance of the night, I don't necessarily, it was an amazing performance. It's not yeah. necessarily who I would have given it to. Uh, Dustin Ortiz losing, uh, pretty much getting choked out by Brendan, uh, uh, Brendan, uh, Brendan Moreno, um, you who, know, who lost the first round. I think uh, yeah. Dustin Ortiz won that first yeah, round. Yeah, Dustin was on him, man, just like really just, you know, just, attacking him and putting him up against the cage. I do like the way uh, Marano, Marino, uh, Marino, Marino. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Brandon Marino. I said that, Marino. Um, I love the way he was using the Kimuras to uh, defend the takedown and counter it and ended up in a better position off of that. It's so underused, the Kimura, off of, um, for fighting off both single legs and for takedowns in general. If you get a good Kimura, it could just really neutralize the attack of the takedown. A lot of guys are just fighting the takedown. They're not thinking of the Kimura. <clears throat> right. I mean... I love it to, to especially off a single leg, like a low single. Oh man, taking backs, uh, just getting in dominant positions off that is it's just you know Sakuraba back in the day, you know for my instructor's whole family using the fucking Kimura. <laughs> he was taking away all their takedowns with the grief for the whole Gracie family. Now not all of them, but you know the majority, a lot of them. Would you let me ask you in the second round? Um, Reno uh, scored a head kick, which put Ortiz Oof, on the ah. ground, and then he eventually, you know, yeah. he, he uh, mounted, he put on a body lock, and eventually he got a choke. Do you? Th I was surprised the ref didn't stop. I was happy he didn't. It was a good non-stoppage mm. because he was actually ready to continue defending himself. Yeah. But he went down. It looked like he was out, and uh, they didn't stop it. And I was like, oh, all right. He's yeah. Well, the second it, you knew right away, it was the right decision because Dustin was right away defending, trying to defend the right way. Yes. I mean, he was. You know, it's not like he was sitting there limp, and the guy. Uh, Marino took his back and he got the body lock and uh, triangled his back and he, you know, he had the, uh, you know, he was he had his wits about, um, um, you know, about him. He was trying to fight off the right way, but that kid was on him, man. And uh, you know? Talis uh, Lites or Lates? Talis Lates. Lates. Yeah. I always say the name. Of, I always kill uh, that name too. Talis Lates. Smiling uh, Sam. Yeah, very very dominant performance. Mm. Uh, his another brutal. Brutal leg kicks, body kicks. It's yeah, uh, the first kick that laid yes. Tal through buckled Alvi's knee. I don't yeah. know if it was he said his it was his ankle. He said it. He said it in the corner. He said my ankle. He sat yeah. down. He was my ankle on that. On the first one, you could see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that stinks, man. Because it looks like that really affected his movement and. You know, he wasn't smiling. He wasn't the same smiling Sam. For the no, he fight. couldn't he get smiling off. too much in that one. Yeah, 30-27, so, uh, all three judges. Yeah, and, and, and rightfully so. I agree. You know. Uh, what are we up to? The main card was very good. A very, very brutal knockout of Jake Ellenberger. With yeah. Mike Perry. I talked to um, I talked to Mike Perry. And, and I was in the locker Is room. Is he a nice guy? To me, the guy was... Uh, as nice as could be. Okay. You know what I mean? He doesn't but seem I, like a nice, but, but again, you know I've only seen listen, him I don't, hey, who knows if he's a nice, I mean, him and his, I don't know if that's his wife or his girlfriend, the, the blonde who was in his corner, they both came up to me and uh, very, they were, to me, they were very nice, but you got to understand, Jimmy, I am an OG in the game. You certainly so are. So, you know, he's going to be cool. I mean, but he was very cool. He was very respectful. For sure. You know, and, uh, 
I, I, you know, I gave him my number. I told him if he, he's going to be visiting New York. Oh, I say, come on. And, I this love was that before, and this was before the fight. I go, look, man. I go, if you're going to be in New York, and he's, oh, I'd love to be on, and this and that. Good, good. So who knows? Maybe we'll have him in here. Listen, do I agree with some of the. I, listen, I, you, everybody, I like, I like how Rory is. I don't think it's that much of a. Of a of like a shtick. No, I, I don't either. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't either. I don't. You know, you're not washing that tattoo off his eyebrow and that cross off his. Yeah, he seems guy, like a very real guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's a real guy. <laughs> the, I mean, afterwards, listen, and I like Jake Ellenberger, so I don't. I'm not. Sure. I'm not laughing at that situation because you know you don't want to see. I you know I hate to see people I know get hurt and whatnot, but this is the game. Well, he we hurt play. him with a punch and then that elbow. That, that was elbow. Brutal. Shit, man! And Jake went for the same thing, and he was. I seen him backstage working. He looked good in that first round. Um. It happened the second round. I thought it was yes. the first. No, wait, was it the, uh, no, it was the second round. round. Yeah, it was yes, a minute correct. Second it, round, yes, because yeah. the first round, um, Jake was doing great. Yes, he was. And I, and, I know, and I said to his coach, um, I'm like, yo, I never saw him look so relaxed. He looked great. He was doing great. He was doing really good. Uh, but the other guy, uh, but Mike Perry is is very explosive. And you could tell he's learning on the job in the big show. Like, you know what I mean? He's, you know, um, Oh, was it Allen who fought him last yeah, time? Yeah, Allen Joban. Yeah, yeah. Joban. That really played the distance game, like trying to be like the Matador. Didn't Joban beat him? Way. Yes. That was yeah, one but, loss, he was right? play, but he was playing that type of game where he was really using his legs for distance and he was staying away, a lot of movement, and and, and Perry was like the bull coming after him. With this, it was... Um, how did that one end, by the way? With Mike Perry and... and it went to distance. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. Is he 10 and 1? Am I remembering that wrong? Mike Perry, I'd have yes. to look it up. Let me see. So, like, you see him making improvements in the fight. Like, that elbow was as clean as an elbow could be, and it, it was brutal. But, you know, and then, you know, <laughs> and I'm not laughing at, again, what he said in, in the cage. Oh, my God. I was God. like, you know, but it's very, whose life you want me to ruin next? That's great. I mean, listen, there's good guys and there's bad guys in this sport, and this guy... Uh, He's playing Again, the heel role a little well, bit. Well, he's just look. The guy's not here to make friends. The guy's here to. He wants that belt, and he and he and he's and he's looking to uh to give to give some beatings, man. He's not shying away from everybody. He's like, no. you know, I I. It's not that I like his attitude, but I like it for the sport. Like I, I do, I, mean, I enjoy yeah. it. I freaking enjoy it. I enjoyed that too. I, I didn't like, watch damn. all the all the speeches after, you know? but I did watch his. Even his stare down. I was there for the stare down. It's not usually a um. Usually it's a bigger production, but it wasn't that big over there in Nashville. They, it was kind of a, a smaller thing, but you know he's keeping it he's keeping it real. Man. He's more he's making it more of like a street fight. He has that street fight mentality. Yeah. Like it's how old the guy so, is? He's a young guy, right? Yeah, he's how old is? I'm he? guessing twenty. Is he, is he ten and one? Twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Ten and one. Uh, Eleven yeah. fights. But um, I listen. How about this? I'm watching when that guy fights again. Yeah, I enjoy 25. the hell out of it, man. Yeah, you know, really I, I did watch. enjoy the hell out of it. Uh, what? Let's talk, Joe. He's let's not talk. Ran- sorry to interrupt you, but he's not ranked right at the moment, right? No, not yet. Hopefully, uh, now and again. Uh, well, you just took out number twelve or thirteen. Fourteen, was, Jake's oh, number fourteen. Oh, uh, Matt Brown's number fifteen. So I, I don't know again with the rankings. That's I mean, a fight. I, what, what is Matt Brown? Fifteen. Okay. Well, I think he's going to want to probably move up in the ranks, but that's a fight I would like to fucking see. Um, Matt Brown versus him. Imagine oh, that. Yeah. That, that's you know when you think about style make fights did we get what are we up to next Joe Lazone Stevie Ray and Joe Lazone I mean that was uh, oh man I saw Stevie Ray just at the airport on the way back and uh, you gotta respect him oh my goodness do I respect him after that him. first round because it was this his, was his first fight in the UFC no or, or no, is, uh, no, no. He's, he's just what is it How many? he hasn't fought that many in the UFC has he's he a, he, I think he's okay. got at least at least two because Lazone is record right now Lazone is so much more of a veteran and he was just he's uh he tell me what he destroyed he's in, in the first round yeah hold on yeah because you know 
We should have some Jeopardy music playing or something. What do you got going on over here? <laughs> he uh, has. Oh no, he has. Pl- he has. Uh, s- that was his sixth fight. But well, all in the UFC. No, I mean he has other. He's twenty-one and six. I right, but in the UFC oh he's got six fights. That yeah, was his oh, okay. He's what five is his, and one in the UFC? Who did he lose to? Why did I think that he was uh, Joel Zone? Uh, no, he has no. a unanimous decision loss to Alan Patrick in 2016. What do you mean? Wait, hold on. No, he. What beat do you mean Joe he beat Joel Zone? He beat Joel Zone. Yeah. <laughs> look at you, Joel. The first round he Joel, lost. Yes, he did. You're yeah. throwing me off. Uh, no, no, but go ahead. No, that's funny. Who did he lose to? Alan Patrick. Well, I'm not, I'm not, was that his I'm first fight in the UFC? No, that was his fourth fight in the UFC. Oh, that's so. interesting. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, to Joel, weather that first round. Joel that's Lizone. what you're probably thinking of, that first round No, no, I, I know. That was impressed that he weathered that. And then I think Joel Ozone just kind of gassed a little bit. He uh, didn't seem to have a lot in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the second and, and, and third. Yeah. Um, that was real. I was shocked. Wow. Wow, man. I mean, for that dude to weather that, and not for nothing for Joe to be tired like that and to to keep on fighting back and make it through that i mean that was a, that was a tough fight man that was a dude that was like a, that first round was freaking brutal you know but that kid had no quitting him i like the guys with no quitting him man you know what i mean like they're like yo you gotta that, that's how that's how raging al is like you gotta you gotta put the guy the guy's gotta be his you gotta body's, kill him. His body's yeah. gotta shut down you gotta yes. shut his body if, or else it's not happening he's not gonna stop i mean he's got you know that guy's you know taking a nap before in there and this because he's he's gonna you have to you have to stop him somehow because he's not he's not gonna ever just like tap out the guy's like you know you get those guys that are they got that mentality you know what i mean where they're like fuck you i'm not losing <laughs> you know what i mean but he was dropping those elbows on him in the first i mean it was brutal Who, we're talking about uh, uh, Lozon. Lozon, yeah. oh yeah man well Lozon, man, he's true his grab i mean the first kick i think the guy threw you know and i think he threw another kick and he got him down again right with yes. that but I'm like, hey, Stevie, Stevie Ray on his back wasn't bad. He kept me. That would have would a fight like that. You got to keep moving. You got to keep moving, and you got to be in shape to to withstand what he with what he did. And, Who was uh, throwing kicks where the corner kept saying, "Stop throwing"? Might kicks. have been that one. I don't know if that. No, was. what fight was it where the corner said, "Do not throw any more kicks"? Maybe versus Ovin Sampu. Sampu, no. No, it might have been. Yeah, I think you. Don't no no don't throw any more kicks. I don't remember. I don't remember. So one of the corners was telling a fighter, "Do not throw any oh, more kicks." That might kicks. have been. Uh, that might was that Cub Swanson and, and Arnum. Arnum? Oh, no, I, I don't can't remember. Now, now, you, now I'm gonna. Now it's gonna bother me. It's gonna day. drive me nuts. <laughs> I can't. One of the corners said, uh, "Don't throw so many kicks. Stop throwing kicks." Um, I don't remember. Well, be, uh, I'm gonna wreck the show by asking, but some, no, because it's gonna bother us. Yeah, now. I'll figure so it out. I just named every fight. I'm like, wait, who said that? Well, I knew they didn't. Well, they they said they wanted. Well, I think it was the Stevie Rafe with uh, Joe Lazone because they said they just wanted to use his hands. Just box him. Don't throw yes, the kick. That it was, was Stevie it. Ray. That was it, man. Yeah, because, don't throw any more. And then he, then he threw one. Then he went right out and threw one. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, but uh, no. But didn't Lazone take him down again? But he just couldn't do anything to finish the second round. He did That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Stevie Ray was landing way more on bottom. Yeah, it was one of those, and you knew. That's rough because even though you're on top, he wasn't passing the knee line, so he was kind of in. In the guard, even though you're on top, it's mm, somewhat of a neutral position depending on who's fresher because Joe was trying to basically, I think, get a second win. He couldn't really inflict much damage, especially like he did the first round. He wasn't whipping down elbows and this and that. So he's trying to control him. Meanwhile, Stevie Ray was throwing elbows down there and just being very active. So instead of Joe being able to recover, he's got to keep the guy down. So that kind of sucks if you're retired. (laughs) You know what I mean? He couldn't get... If he would have been able to say get past his guard or even past his knee line. What I mean by that is just get past the knee and settle into half guard. He could chill out a little bit more and, 
you know, get some of his energy back, hopefully. But, you know, Stevie Ray kept getting those those knees in his chest, kept those knees in his chest, which was very good, and it was making it hard for Joe to settle in. And When the decision was announced, Joe nodded like he knew. Yeah, he's he's a humble, humble dude. I was talking to him some... We were talking about video games and some stuff. I like Joe Lazone a lot. I was happy for OSP yeah. too. See yeah. him get a win. Oh Three yeah, straight man. losses at home too. Yeah, he got the uh, that that von Fluff choke that they called the uh, Oven's Oven von Flu, right? Is something like that. What is the von Fluff choke? How does That's, that work? That's it, it, when the guy goes for a guillotine on you. And let's say if I have your neck and like you go, if the guy's holding it on and you pass his guard across side, they keep it with their head stuck in there. They put the pressure and and they put you to sleep right from there. It looks like you have his neck, but they they it, they actually trap your arm in and use the shoulder pressure to close your carotid artery and put you to sleep. Now, have it's you put usually, that on people before? Uh, I I do a lot of shoulder pressure, so it's similar, but not so much. I, that one, it's not my really go to. But, but, but you you can do it if you need to. Oh, I've tapped guys out with shoulder pressure on the carotid artery for sure. Really? Well, put it if I'm here with you and I say I'm in half guard, I bring my arm like I'm putting it my shoulder. On not high in your face, but on your jawline, right, right by your jawline, which goes right to your carotid. Right. And my hand, I bring my arm across and hold on for a second. I would hate. I would hate that. But when I'm here, see, I grab in your Matt. armpit. <laughs> so if I try to touch my shoulder, you're not gonna really feel it now because we're not on the floor. Yeah. But if I bring my shoulder, I don't go like this way. But when we're on the floor, I bring my shoulder to really to touch oh, my yeah. to touch my um, wrist underneath. You understand? Uh-huh. So what happens is oh. standing up this too that much, would be really unpleasant. standing up this too much give, but on the floor it 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 you have nowhere to go. So, so the guy, yeah. So it's oh. I'd have to really show you on the ground because it's too wow. much give standing up. But it's but it's it's awesome. So it makes the guy, and you could put guys to sleep with that. But you see, he said he said he's done that in the guard. He's done that in half guard. So. I seen this. He looked very confident when that dude had when uh when that dude. Well, I'm sorry, he was so disrespectful. Um, he fought who did he fight? Mark Delima. Delima, of course. And Delima was looking good that first. Hey man, that first round he was looking good. Yeah, you know. But you saw (laughs) when Owen grabbed that um his 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 ankle and just ran him down, man. He was throwing some heavy kicks, wasn't he, Delima? Oh yeah. Absolutely, oh, yeah, yeah. man. He yeah. had that first round, didn't he? I, I, I believe so, he did, yeah. yeah. Um, and Ovin St. Pru is the only person with two Von Flu submissions in the UFC. The ah. other one is Jason Von Flu. <laughs> oh, oh that's, that's funny. funny. Yeah. That must be a very... Is it a harder one to pull <laughs> off or the guys just not thinking? Yeah, no, if guys are good at it, man, there's no reason why they can't pull it off in there, but that was... Uh, that was uh, that was that was awesome, and uh, you know? no disrespect to Mike Perry, who I thought was amazing, but I, I would like to have seen performance of the night go to Ally Quinta, only yeah. because. And Chris raised this intelligently before the uh, before the, the the podcast, but Ellenberger, uh, I, I think Diego Sanchez is a more impressive knockout at this yeah. point. Not to not to shit on. Well, listen, nobody. Joe no Lazone stopped um, stopped him with punches. Uh, Diego Sanchez. That was the only guy to do it. Up until, but nobody up until what just happened with Raging Al. But nobody to do that to to Diego Sanchez. Yeah. And you know, I seen Diego there. I said hello, and I said you know afterwards, nothing but respect. You know, nothing but respect for Diego Sanchez from from myself and our whole camp. 
from Raging sure. Al to, to, to Longo. We really admire that guy. And Well, Al said you can't break this guy. Well, like, he, he As his opponent, he said you can't mentally break Oh, him. no, he knew. It, uh, with that kind of fight, we knew he was... Co- we got a phone call? Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah we're going to get TJ on the okay. phone. Okay. But um, with that, with a guy like that, you know he's coming to fight. When you've seen him across the... Uh, when we looked across the cage and I'm looking at him, the guy looks absolutely nuts, which is... Yeah. You know, and but that Al, let me tell you, Al is just a a fighter to the core. I mean, he that guy is way. I know sometimes he gets some slack for what he says on the mic yes. and whatnot. More, what I want to what I want to tell you is that the guy is never more at home than he's when he's in that cage fighting. You put him on a mic afterwards, maybe that might not be his strong suit. Al, per- personally, I would not have plugged the. Uh, <laughs> Why not? Is real estate business? No, I, I think you should have picked the guy to. to yeah, but fight. dude, I, the guy. When, listen, you could you could say the guy. You could say we, or not saying you, but anybody could say about what the guy says afterwards, how he is on the mic or whatever, and you know, I mean, look at one of look like like he's almost like a. You see, like a Nick Diaz on the mic. They don't give a fuck about much, but That's they can true. fight. And it's, we're going we're gonna to get back to this. Yes, okay. uh, I want to talk more about Ally Quinta. We have, uh, is TJ Dillashaw on the phone with us? Yes, I am. Hey, TJ, you're talking to uh, Jim and Matt. How are you, buddy? Doing good. How are you? Good, man. Really good. Where are you now? Somewhere windy? <laughs> I'm out in, uh, yeah. I'm out in Denver, Colorado. I just, I just got down with practice. No, that's my truck. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you got the... changed my tires. <laughs> I was going to say, you got the top down? <laughs> Nah, man. No, nah, it's just always noisy. I uh, I got a lift on my truck, and uh, my my tires need to be changed out. Now, are you? Uh, do you like Denver? I mean, you you left from California to go to Denver. How do you like living there? I love it out here, man. I'm building a house. I'm building my dream home right now on a lake. Um, I'm walking out of my backyard and jumping the boat. I'm I'm pumped, man. So you kind of like it, you know. So when you left Alpha Male, it was it was the location you were going to just to train with who you're training with, or did you also love the idea of going to Denver itself? No, it was just for training. I, I born, born and raised in California. I was been in California. Um, came out here to Denver just to. I was doing my camps out here with Dwayne Ludwig. You know, I didn't even plan on moving out here. I was just planning on doing my camps out here. You know, I was planning on doing camp for my fights. You know, eight weeks, ten weeks, or something like that with Dwayne, and then I would. I still had my house in Sacramento. I'd be living in California, but you know, unfortunately, that situation didn't really work out with uh, Uriah and a team off the mail. They they didn't want me jumping back and forth, so uh, they kind of gave me an ultimatum. I got to choose one. So uh, that's why that's when that's when I decided to sell my house and move out here. And TJ, you said an ultimatum. Now, of course, we have to ask you. Uriah put out a a uh, Instagram video, which you may or may not have seen. He said, "Sad to see my former friend." T.J. Dillashaw lie about me on national television to save his reputation. He knows there was no ultimatum. He got lured by money. Why would Uriah come out and say that? Like, is, is, like how well, you- I, I, thought, I thought it was funny he showed that video, but never once did it say that I chose to be there rather than what I was talking about. was a, So I had already been gone. I came back to Sacramento to finish selling my house. I had already rented a place out in Denver. I was already in the middle of camp. I came back to finish selling my house in Sacramento, and... One of my friends at the time, Joseph Buckles, I knew I was in town, asked me to come on the, the podcast and talk about life and what's going on with me and me being in Denver. And that was just me talking about the situation. You know, just because I was getting sponsored by Muscle Farm didn't mean that I was going to move my entire life to Denver. So that's a bold-faced lie, and he knows it, because I took him to lunch the day I, the day I decided to tell him, because I was going back and forth to my fight camps. I was doing four weeks in Denver, four weeks in uh 
Sacramento going back and forth, and it was every time I came back from Denver, I realized that my training was better in Denver than it was in Sacramento at the time. So I told him, I was like, look, man, my next camp, I'm going to do my full camp out in Denver. And that's when he kind of flipped the lid. You know, he just knew that I think it was a way of him creating drama to try to get a title fight. I had the belt at the time. You know, so really he's just being a bull-faced liar because I went to, I took him to lunch and told him about it. He's the one that gave me the ultimatum. I mean, I left the gym in tears, man. I, I like, even when he gave me the ultimatum, I was coming in to, like, watch practices because I wasn't allowed to practice. And he said I couldn't do that anymore either. So he full-on just kicked me out of the gym. And he can say whatever he wants, man. He knows what the truth is. I know what the truth is. All the guys there saw me leaving. Like, it wasn't, like, something that I wanted. You know, I didn't, I didn't choose this. Is there any kind, when you look back on the situation, I mean, we all go through these things in life. Uh, does it make you angry or does it make you sad? Is there a possibility of a reconciliation someday? I mean, obviously not at this point, but how, how do you feel about that or is the ship sailed on that? Oh, it makes me sad, man. I mean, I had uh, friends that I thought I was going to have for life, you know? I mean, for, like best friends that I made for six years being there, some guys that I put some hard work in with and, uh, you know, guys like Justin Buckles, who I was in every one of his, cor- his corners for his fight, he was in mine and, you know, Danny Castillo, who, and then all of a sudden he gets cut from the UFC, and uh, I, he flips the script, and now he's on the other side and doesn't stick up for me. So I feel like it's more sad than angry, you know, just because uh, I am going to lose some guys that I cared about, you know? How do you uh, how do you feel about your eye going into the uh, Hall of Fame, even though there's some bad blood between you guys? When I was in wrestling in college, uh, he was I had this guy I looked up to when he was fighting, you know, someone that... Uh, Someone that made it from the wrestling background, you know, wrestled at UC Davis, and uh, he paved, paved the way for us, man. He was a very popular small guy, the first one, and uh, been around for a long time. So, yeah, he definitely deserves it. I was going to bring up, TJ, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of talk of you guys sparring in the video of Cody catching you. Now, I don't want to talk about if, it's, if it happened, if it didn't happen, because personally, I feel like what should happen in the training room should should pretty much stay there. I mean, at the time when you guys were sparring, you guys were teammates. So it's almost like in jujitsu, you don't want to like tap and tell. It's kind of like bad etiquette. What do you feel about them bringing up, you know, the fact of, of them having a tape of a sparring session? Because not for nothing, there could be other sparring sessions where you had the better of them and stuff. Well, TJ, before you answer, can I just say to the people who are listening who might not be aware that uh, okay. Cody said, put a video on Instagram saying, hey, TJ, let's put an end to this. I'm going to go out and get as much money from the video of me knocking you out. How about you pick a charity and I'll donate the money to it? He's claiming he knocked you out in a video of Spar just to catch people up. Yeah, okay. So I should have set that yeah, up. And, and, I'm telling him to, and I'm telling him to go for it, release it, because I, for one, don't believe it. You know, even if he did, I, I, I agree with Matt. I think it's petty. I think they're, I think they're reaching, you know, they're, they're, uh, it's it's something like we put this this, this time and, and sweat and tears into the gym, and uh, he's got this one clip of uh, him doing good. And what about the seventy percent of the time of when I was doing awesome? You know that that uh, buckles out footage of you know. But you know what? Like to bring up the whole point of what Matt's saying too is that I could care less what happened then. You know, because I get to I get to make on pay per view some some film of me beating Cody's ass. The world's gonna see, and I'm gonna make a lot more than selling it to TMZ. So they, they, can do, they can do whatever they want with the practice room because we all know how it went down. So I could care less. Release the footage. The charity should be something with uh, kids without fathers so they don't grow up to act like Cody. Oh, okay. Um, so so the, it's, it, it is – who was it that Cormier fought who said he made – was it Pat uh, – Cummins, who said he made Cormier, cry, and oh, then yeah. Cormier beat him. So it didn't really matter, like uh, what what goes on. Uh, it seems like when you're both working out. 
Yeah, man, 100%. But, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's just... It's a, it's a whatever thing. They're just trying to create drama, you know. And I let me care less. and TJ, let me ask you too, because you you you're such a an interesting fighter to watch. And I, you and Dominic had such a great fight. Uh, he won the decision. Cody beat Dominic. What what do you think he figured out or or, or adjusted to that you might not have? Because they were both very good fights. Uh, two things, man. Uh, first thing was um, Cruz. Cruz didn't look like himself. He looked he looked emotional. He fought angry. He stayed in the pocket. He didn't fight his normal self. And two, Cody had a very smart fight, man. He fought well. You know, I thought he was the one who was going to get emotional, and he uh, he waited for Dominic. You know, he didn't try chasing him around the ring and playing into his footwork. You know, Dominic was either all the way out or all the way in. He didn't use feints on the in-between. He, did, he didn't keep Cody guessing. He just kind of bum-rushed in and tried, for the first time ever, trying to knock someone out, I felt like. And uh, it didn't, didn't, do, didn't go very well for him. Did Cody look any better to you than when you guys used to work together? Did you notice, oh, man, this guy improved? Or you think it's you're going to put it more to uh, the fact that maybe Dom wasn't himself? No, he's definitely getting better, man. I mean, he's training all, all the time. You know, I mean, everyone's yeah. getting better. you got to expect him to get better. you got to expect the, the best fighter possible when you step out there. You know, I can't think that he's some, some chump, you know what I mean? Like, uh, he's good, man. He's gotten better. I, I, I still think there's some big holes in his game, but he's gotten better, you know? Is, is there something, we, we had discussed this too, because Dominic was always very, very good in getting in people's psyche and getting in their heads. And it seems like Cody got to him. Now, you and Cody have this, uh, obviously, a very in, uh, strong dislike or there's some animosity that feels very real. How does that not affect you? Oh, because I, I just know it's all petty. I don't, I don't get into that stuff, you know? I mean, as you've seen from the first episode, I think as you'll see throughout the entire season, it's just, that's just not my style, you know? I mean, you can do whatever he wants, but I, I can tell that it's, that it, his is like made up and needs it. He needs that anger, needs that fuel to fight. And I'm just going to laugh him off because it's just, it's comical to me. It's comical how obsessed Cody and Team Alpha Male are with me in my life. You know, fighters leave camps all the time. This, this thing, this what I did happens on a daily basis, but these guys are just obsessed about me being happy in my life. You know, it's like a, like I said, it's like a divorce you go through. And this, uh, one, of, one of the, one of the, one of the guys, one of the people who go through the divorce is so angry that they want to make your life miserable. They're just trying. So I find it funny, man, that they're wasting their energy on it. And uh, that's just going to keep me level-headed just knowing that uh, I made the right choice. They're making themselves look like idiots, and I made the right choice, man. When he grabbed you by the neck, I mean, were you hurt at all when he did that? I mean, that's a pretty rough thing to do to somebody, just to grab the neck. That's a pretty... <laughs> No, not at all, man. I mean, it was a, it was like a half a second, you know. I mean, I instantly broke it off and was trying to go after him, but it was a, it was not. I mean, I the guy's a hothead, you know. He's he's uh he wants to start drama, but he's not witty enough to make these good comebacks. So he just wants to create conflict and uh, get, get aggressive. You know, he's he's just not a good person. Well, you are uh, you're fighting for the uh, the bantamweight championship. It's right now listed as the co-main on two thirteen July the eighth in Las Vegas. A tremendous tremendous fight you gotta uh, try to get there dude this is a fight everyone wants to see <laughs> um i like both of you guys a lot you're both great great fighters uh, you've too. never put on a boring fight in your life uh who, who did you fight was it Hennon Burrell when, when rogan said it was the best performance he'd ever seen i mean just yeah. incredible dude so listen good luck in uh in vegas man and uh we hope you have a great fight and uh you know, we look forward to uh, to watching you and speaking to you again. Yeah, TJ. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right, TJ. Take care of yourself, man. Take care, homie. All right, have a good one. All right, bye, buddy. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, 
Interesting to hear. Now we'll get t- Cody's take on. Uh, I think in a couple of days yeah. we speak to Cody by uh, for, for Thursday. Yeah, I like both guys, man. I've never spoken to TJ before. I don't yeah, think no. uh, was he ever on before? Yeah, he, no, we had I, TJ on. Okay, so he, that was might, the second he might time. have okay. been. He might have been on when Jimmy was out, though. Maybe, or I, you know what? Or maybe not. Because I, lo- I like. <laughs> I, I might have talked to him. Don't remember. I, yeah, I really. I, I haven't met a lot him. of people. I've never yeah. met TJ. I, I really love TJ uh, too. He's a yeah, fun, fun fighter to watch. You know, it's one of those things when you like like both guys. I like Cody too. I've been Cody. He's a great dude. What a great dude. What a, what a, I guess because I know more about Cody's life yeah. and where he comes from, yeah. and, he, and he comes from a very very hard place, and he takes care of that. Uh, he looks out for that kid. Uh, yeah. uh, who's the kid who he put the belt know. on? The kid it's Maddox Maple. Maddox, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a That's sweet. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's nice. He man. said that helps straighten him out. Oh no, you you were at actually. It was Boss Root and TJ were on. I was at. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I kind of remember out. that I was. How the to. fuck is my? See my memory. Oh, the, the, the weed's going to affect his men. I'm okay. I never said the weed would affect your memory at all. I said it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. There I got it are. right. Thank you. No, sit down. Stop, stop, stop. Thank you. Uh, by the way, uh, USADA announced that Frank Mears has been suspended for a couple of years. <laughs> oh, like USADA. That. They don't like that. <clears throat> it's but wait, retroactive. Did he, get, did he, get caught, he got caught doing something? Uh, it was uh, multiple positive tests. Really? For, uh, Boo, Frank Mir. <laughs> Dehydrochloride. Ethyl testosterone. I like that fun one. I like Frank Mir very much. I like him too, but you can't cheat. It's been back a year. What uh, was he doing? From April 8, 2016. Well, I don't want to try to say it again. Uh, Dehydrochloron. Gesundheit. Uh, ethyl testosterone. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, boy, I fall for that. Why God, do you fall for that all the time? Because I believe so strongly in you. I'm sorry. I set you up. So he's out for two years, but he's already served uh, a year. It's April 2017, oh, so it goes back April 8th how, of 2016. It's retroactive. How old is Frank? I'm going to guess he's 37, 38. That's my guess. I'm sure Chris will humiliate me. I'm <laughs> off by nine years. No, I think 38 is probably right. I wow. told you the first time I met Frank Mir. It's 37, yeah. It was not a Mir. Oh, you know, in high school, I was voted most likely to guess the age of another man. I really suck. <laughs> really? Um, me and Bob Kelly. Have I told you this story? Me and my buddy Bob Kelly. I like Bob Kelly. One of the first fights I was at was Lesnar beating Mir. Yeah. Uh, for the, ch- the title. So we go backstage. Reed Harris, who I love, yeah, takes us backstage. We met a bunch of people that weekend. Um, was that in? I was in Vegas. Yeah, and uh, he pounded. He beat the shit out of me. Yeah, he wasn't a very good winner. No, he was praising Coors Light and saying "fuck the sponsor," and then he apologized. And then so he well, went to WWE. No, no, he went up to. Well, he went up to Frank when yes, Frank, was all, Frank was all beat up, and he was going oh. And he's like, I pulled the, you got lucky, I pulled that horseshoe out from up your ass. That's right. <laughs> he was well, I, also, I also think that with Brock, he felt Mir held him a little longer when he was tapping. That was well, what Brock's The referee didn't once. break that up. Didn't but you let go prematurely and you got Brock Lesnar on top. That's you a better, good point. Fuck that. I don't blame me if no, that. No, no, no. I'm just saying, but that was the his. Ref, the ref, the ref, I think that was Mazagani, if I'm not, if I'm correct. Maybe. He held the. You, you can look that up. I don't want to throw a guy under the bus, yeah. but that guy kept, you keep that on too long, you ruin a guy's life. Guy's gonna be limping for the rest. Yeah, have a broken leg. You got a two hundred and sixty-five pound fucking Frank Mir taking your leg off hard. An attempt, really. Dude, the guy's a black belt in jujitsu. He's been on the mat for how long? And he's got you in a knee bar, man. If you don't know an escape, you don't hit that shit right away. You better tap. You have your leg in half. So me and Bob Kelly are backstage, and Brock yes. comes back like a fucking. Yeah, it's like literally watching a Roman emperor come back from conquering <laughs> shit. This monster. Yeah. Is, fuck, this monster is walking with a belt. Yeah. You can literally almost hear bum, 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 and he yeah. walks right by us, and we're like, hello. Yeah. Nothing to say. He doesn't. 
Frank Mir walks by, very beaten up. Yeah. You know, he got fucked up. Yeah. We didn't know what to say. We nod. He lo- I mean, he was from where you are to I am walking by. Yeah. And Bob Kelly goes, good job, Frank. <laughs> and I'm like, what, you fucking asshole. Bob's funny. Bob's but he didn't mean it. He loved Frank Mir. No, I know. Bob was you, just you, a you nervous never, you Nelly. Never, you never know what to say. What do you say? So I'll ask you. In that moment, I went, hey, man, what do you say to a guy as he's walking by? No, me. See, uh, what I, would I? What, what's a what's a person to say after a guy has just lost his title brutally? Yeah. You don't want to say good job, hey, man, hey, man, tough fight, or what? Hello, how are you? No. What do you personally, say personally? If I was with the guy or close to the guy, and the guy made eye contact, I'd be like, you know, hey, it's you know, I've been there, man. It's a brutal game. You know, see, I've never I, been there though. See, that, so you, you should you, just keep that your reminds mouth, me in a relationship. Keep your mouth shut, there. Hey, Frank. <laughs> hey, well, I'm Frank. just saying, don't. Whatever you do, don't go, hey, you get him next time. You don't say that. Nah, that's fucking horrible. Hey, I'm sorry, man. Nah, dude, I, I'd rather not even, you know, I mean, it might. Listen, Here's what you should have done. Guys, no, what, guys, could you take, do, yeah. guys could take anything the wrong way after a brutal loss. And I, I've, I've, I, you know. Get him I, next time. It does yeah. stink. But you don't know what to say. Cause I'm, it's not like you have 10 minutes with the guy. Yeah. So you point at him. And go, you got the L, next time you get the W. Yeah, That's what I would have said. But Bob some, Kelly went, good job, Frank. I was like, shut good up. Job, good job, Frank. Bob. That's actually funny. Just cause That's like walking oh, in after I have one of my fledgling erections. And someone walking in and go, wow, you're going to fuck her brains out. No, I'm not. <laughs> Give me that live reads. I want to talk about some important food issues. Talk about that. I'm hungry. Then, then we got to get back to the raging out. Yeah. I don't have it. Oh, here. Why don't you hand it to me? This just ignores me. It puts me on the pain on mine list. You know what I like? Men. No. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you saying? Can't prove that. You know what I like? Well, you know what else I like? Tell me. Blue Apron. Everyone likes oh, Blue Apron. Yeah. And the reason Matt it's likes it. Why. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, Everybody's excited about Blue Apron. Yeah, but Matt just likes to be on the winning team, and he knows that Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe Damn delivery right. service in the country. <clears throat> You're not going outside the box to go, I like Blue Apron, because everybody likes Blue Apron. Mm-hmm. It's very popular. Yes. Because their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, which really is a very noble thing to want to do. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and they've built a community of home chefs. Uh, Cooking together really does build strong family bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often those who spend a lot at restaurants or high-end grocery chains, you can now spend under $10 for each person for a delicious meal. So if you're on a budget or if you have a lot of money and you're just sick of throwing it out right? at certain unnameable organic food markets, <laughs> do this. It comes easy. They have some amazing upcoming meals. Spinach and Fretz mozzarella pizza with olives, bell peppers, and ricotta salad. Uh, salada, sorry. Sweet and sour salmon with bok choy carrots and ginger fried rice. How amazing does that sound? Parmesan crusted chicken with creamy fettuccine and roasted broccoli. Baby broccoli and fontina paninis with hard-boiled egg and arugula salad. Completely different menus. And I think they do not repeat ingredients in the in, or, or meals in a year, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. So you go a whole year and not get the same meal twice. That's amazing. And... uh they, they're fresh, high-quality ingredients. They make a real difference. It's affordable. The variety is incredible. And it's easy because each meal comes with a step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients. 
can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. That ties in with why does every family who, who cooks with this cook three times as much as families who don't? Because you don't have to scream at each other and blame each other because mm. things don't taste right. Right. You know what I mean? Well, you put too much paprika in the milk. No. So that obviously shows I don't know how to cook. <laughs> but that's the problem is, everyone, you give the kid the ingredients. Go ahead, measure it out. And he's like, Argh! And you don't want to acknowledge the kid might be not bright. He might be a special kid. He might just be a, a guy who doesn't listen. A kid oh, doesn't listen. Okay. You put two cups and he puts nine cups. Yeah. What are you doing? No. But if you give him the properly measured ingredients, the kid does it right. And then you yeah. can go, look at my boy. So smart. Blue Apron. Blue Apron does that. It teaches you yes. that your mediocre kids are bright kids. Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free. That's amazing. With free shipping. Mm. By going to blueapron.com slash UFC Unfiltered. You're going to love how good it feels, tastes, to create this incredible home-cooked meal with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash UFC Unfiltered. Blue Apron, it is simply a better way to cook. And uh, this week's menu, check out this week's menu, three uh, meals for free. What? And free shipping. It's, it's amazing. We do a lot of product reads here, and they always mm. have free shipping, which I like a lot. I, I like any for shipping sucks. For free, it's for me, or whatever the what? Free is for me. Uh, we're going to call Eddie Gordon. Now. Allegedly. What I'd like to say? And that was Steve Mazzagatti in that film. Of course it was yeah. Steve. I know what the hell I'm talking about. Of course what you do. You do. I, just, I would just throw a guy's name out there and maybe try to ruin his reputation. I know what the hell I'm talking about. My man, Edson um, Barboza. I say my man, I've never met him. Yeah. Are you, are you, are you talking about Edson? Wants a rematch with Tony right. Ferguson. Uh, hopefully for the interim UFC lightweight title, he said, uh, I think that's the fight. I don't know what the UFC is going to do with Habib, but I'm ready to fight. Of course, I want to fight somebody in front of me in the rankings. And I only think Ferguson's available. My last three fights I've won. I'm not sh I'm uh, sure I'm close to the title shot. And that's a fight that makes sense. I would love to see Ferguson and well, Barbosa. Well, they had it. They had, I know, a, they I had a see it. beautiful fight. I mean, they had a, a knockout. Who won that fight? Ferguson. Okay. But, uh, oh, What? Who do we have on the phone here? Do we have the infamous Eddie Truck Gordon? Oh, this is a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I'm here. I'm live in the flesh. Dude, you you wouldn't you would myself and Jim Norton. Do you know who you're talking to? Do you even know who you're calling? Oh, come on, come on. I'm, I'm with the legend Matt Sarah right now. Come on. I, I can't, I can't uh, not look know that voice. I think he's looking for his purple belt. That's right. what's going on here. You know Matt's voice. All right, fair enough. You do know Matt. How often do you guys see each other? Yeah, well, definitely at least a couple times a week. Oh, unless, you do? Okay, a Unless lot. he's playing hooky or something. <laughs> Yo, first of all, I got to give you a little bit of shit because why Why the hell aren't you in studio? What the hell? We could have yeah. took the... I mean, not for nothing. Listen, I'm going to throw the blame. I'm going to throw the blame on my, my, my favorite young lady from UFC. She, I asked her, and she told me, oh, it's a phone interview. And That's, I couldn't get a babysitter for Action Jackson. Right. So bringing him into the city was going to be a little bit, little bit tough today. Yeah, he's got. She a, told me this morning. Yeah. Other than that, I'll be there front and center yeah. five minutes early. He's a very hands-on dad, so okay, I, I, that's I, good. What do you got? Four kids. Four, yeah, four boys. I can't make any girls. <laughs> four boys. We got the opposite. That's opposite easier time. though, man. I mean, you're gonna boys are a pain in the ass, I'm sure, but girls, you have to worry about a whole bunch of other stuff. So I, I think boys are probably easier than girls. <laughs> I, I like my girls. Don't get me all insecure now about how they're gonna be. No, listen, no it's just easier. Listen, if you have my, less to worry about my big listen. He's got to raise four men. He's got his. That's a. That's a. Not. It's not a tough job for truck because he leads by example. The guy's such an upbeat, great guy that his kids got a great role model. Me. I just got to make sure my girls have no daddy issues. So it's a little different thing. Well, you're a good dad. <laughs> Thank you. I it's don't so have any kids, so it's fun just watching you two work it out. Yeah. I, I have nothing to do. <laughs> oh, trucks trucks a great dad, man. 
I'm learning, learning from the best, man. I got some good, positive, you know, dad figures around, so I'm just learning from, from the greatest, that's all. What did your dad do, Trucker? What does he do? He's actually, uh, he's an entrepreneur, man. He's a cabinet maker, so he's been on, he's been on the grind since God, he knows when. I don't think that guy ever took a day off. <laughs> now, as a kid, as a young, young adult, didn't you go to college for, I want to say it's um, marketing communication, if I'm remembering correctly? Yes, indeed. Yeah, I did a double major. I was a finance guy and then marketing communications because I wanted to be where you guys are at one day, you know, on the, on the microphone. Oh, you that's what I was, my next question. You, did you want to do radio or TV commentating or what was your, like, What when you were growing up, what would you like, that's what I have to do with my life? I, well, you know, I was always the guy that wanted, wanted to wear a suit, would make the big bucks, and then I, I also... You know, I wanted to stay in the sports realm because I thought I'd be a professional football player. If you told me I'd be getting punched in the face and losing weight for a living, I said there was no <laughs> chance in hell. What did <laughs> so you want to play? Little did I know. What position? I played a uh, linebacker and defensive end. So I was, I was a big guy, man. When I came down to the gym, I was almost, my mirror stopped working. So I was pushing almost 300 pounds. Oh, wow. Okay. So what happened? You went to college or, or uh, what, what stopped that for you? Did you have an injury? Um, no, I, I, I tried out with the uh, couple of pro teams, the Jets. Uh, they, they wanted me to play against some higher competition because I played Division One, One Double A. So they wanted me to go over to the CFL, and I was like, "Listen, man, I didn't go to a good school to sit there and and uh, you know play football in, in freezing cold weather out in Canada and to uproot my whole entire family. That was a tough decision to make. So I thought my my athletic career was over wow. uh, until you know this, this UFC thing came aboard." <laughs> Now, if you went to Canada to play, because you probably can come back from the CFL. There's been a few guys who came from the, you know, I mean, the USFL showed us Herschel Walker and a few other players, and a couple of guys have come from the uh, the CFL. Now, is that more the money wasn't great in the CFL either? Yeah, the money wasn't really good. To tell you the truth, but I think I was getting off to like sixty grand or something like that for for you know for a few months, and it was Saskatchewan, which which is they were they they did really well. But it's literally a different time zone. It's not like Toronto or somewhere close to uh, close to the states. It was out in the middle of nowhere, uh, and it was just a different way of life. Like I figured, you know, I could have went to a bigger football school, but you know, I always had it in the back of my mind, God forbid, it didn't work out. I needed a good degree so I could have something to fall back on. Um, so that was kind of my route. I wasn't like some of my friends who are holding on to the dream forever and playing semi-pro football, sure. arena football, and. It's a toll on your body too, man. So I kind of took a lot of different things into perspective. Well, yeah, you're obviously a smart guy. I mean, I would I wouldn't spend a weekend in Saskatchewan for sixty grand. So I don't blame <laughs> you for not wanting to play football. So you decide to go to school and 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 you get this uh, th this double major at Fordham, which is a great school. And then how do you get into UFC? Like, what makes you say, okay, I'm going to start fighting? Did you have any fighting training, or are you just a tough dude? I had zero fighting training. I, I wrestled in in, uh, in high school. I was a pretty good wrestler, state champion, did the freestyle Greco. And I literally went to UFC 101. I really didn't follow the sport besides watching the legend, Matt Sarah, knock out GSP. <laughs> you you got to know that. So I literally went to UFC 101. It was in Philly. And it's a silver fort, uh, Forrest Griffin. Was and that silver Griffin, right? I was actually right? working. It was, yeah, it was a sick card. I was still in corporate America at the time. And I was watching these fights, you know, you know ring style. I was like, holy smoke, I wrestled. Like every drunk idiot, I'm like, I can do this. You know, this guy ain't that tough. And sure enough, like literally like two, three weeks later, I ran into a good friend of mine, Chris Weidman, who at the time was, you know, was, you know, relatively unknown. Sure. Besides everybody, you know, in our area. And he was like, man, why don't you give this thing a shot? Come down to the gym. 
I came down there, started rolling around, got my behind destroyed by everybody. <laughs> and I was just hooked. <laughs> and I was just like, after that point, I was like, I got to learn all of this stuff, man. Like, I was hooked. Now, how did you uh, know Chris? Did you guys just grow up in the same neighborhood? How, how did you know him from the gym? We had real high school rivals, actually, man. He went to Baldwin High School. I went to Freeport High School. And in the off season, you know, we traveled a lot for wrestling because, you know, um, his dad, used to chauffeur us upstate for the states and everything. So we kind of built a relationship through there. We always stayed in contact. You know, we're literally like miles away from each other. And we was on the, we actually was on the Nassau County uh, team together because he won, I think he won the counties as a junior. I won it as a senior. I was a year older than him. Um, so we actually traveled upstate to Syracuse together again. So we always had a good relationship. Yeah, Freeport and Baldwin's right next to each other. Right. That Growing up, their towns are right next to each other in Long Island. So you wound up, uh, you wound up uh, fighting for a few different organizations, and then you are the Ultimate Fighter nineteen. Uh, if I remember, you got on right. Yes, indeed. Uh, that's actually a crazy story. I don't think many people even know. I actually went to season seventeen to try out. At that point, it was uh, they were doing two weight classes, one eighty five, two hundred five, um, and then at the last minute after we're already in Vegas, they end up dropping the 205 weight class. At that point, I was like 235, 240. And they asked me, could I make weight? I'm, of course, I'm saying, yeah, I never made 185 a day in my life right. at that point. And they kind of gave me the call, you know, a week before flying out to the show. At that point, I'm like, I'm going on the show. I'm good. I quit my regular job. I'm like, focus. And they're like, listen, you know, we're kind of worried. You never made the weight before. It's just not the time for you. And they pretty, pretty much gave me the act. But <laughs> I was 17. And I was bummed out. And literally... When it was season 19 tryouts, I didn't even have a clue about it. You know, Ally Aquinta has a good relationship because he was on the live season, and he told me, "Yo, you know they're doing 185 and 205. You, know, you should, you should, you know, give them a buzz, go out there." And I was like, ah, "I don't know. I kind of had my hopes let up last time." And you know, I took his advice. I listened to him, and the rest is history, man. I ended up winning the whole thing. So, you know, he's damn right, you did. That. <laughs> so you won, and you won that at 185. 185, yes, indeed. Now, how hard was it? Now, what what made you decide not to fight at two hundred five, or what not? What what not to? Uh, why didn't you want to stay there? Was it easy enough for you to get down to one eighty five, or did you just find the competition was a little more palatable? To tell you the truth, man, I was actually pissed off, man. I I, I had like a little chip on my shoulder because you know if I say I'm gonna do something, you know I'm gonna do it. Sure. And I kind of told him I could make one eighty five, and at that point, I was getting my weight down for the show, and then when they kind of pulled the plug on it, I was already pretty light. So I said, you know, let me let me just take my next few fights at one eighty five. So I had one fight um, and one five after that, and I was like, you know, it wasn't too miserable, you know, making that weight. So I just pretty much stuck there because you know, I'm a vertically challenged kind of guy. So to, to stay up there with the two hundred fivers uh, wouldn't be a smart move. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So okay. So you found the the competition slight. Not none of it's easy, but slightly more workable than than at the two hundred five. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Those, and, those, those are big dudes. Those are big dudes at two hundred five. Man, those are the Valantes of the world. You know, these six three behemoths. You know, yeah. I used to be one of those guys, but uh, I, I, uh, I I just deflated and spies. So now this is your your second stint in the house. Now, how was it any different as far as? Having to be away now. With your, I know you have your, your, your new son, um, Action Jackson, at home. Was it a little bit more difficult being away for these uh, six weeks compared to the other one, the first one time in there? Yeah, you know what? It was. I thought it was going to be a lot harder. It was going to be a lot longer. Um, 
because, you know, one, you know, when I went the first time, my kids were like three or five. They kind of really didn't know what was going on. You know, now right. they, they, they were actually excited about it. You know, they follow the sport. I think they know more about the sport than me sometimes. And <laughs> this time having a brand new baby is like, oh, I'm going to miss those, those, the, the first crawling sessions and all that stuff. But in reality, I said, you know what, man, I got to suck it up. It's something that's going to help the family, um, you know, benefit them. So I'm doing it for them, man. So, that part was a little bit, you know, more difficult. But the guys in the house, the second time around, was veterans. That that night and day kind of changed everything. You know, you knew that everybody was there to be serious. It wasn't guys just trying to get their 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 fifteen minutes of fame. You know, they were they were real fighters. So that that part of it was a lot better for me. You know, because you're dealing with guys that. I mean, it's very similar to the my situation when I was. Right. My my first when I was in the house, it was guys that were already in there. So it's not the first time guys just trying to be outrageous and and you know, oh my god, the first time they're in front of a, a camera. These are guys that've been exactly. through those. They've been through that already, so they're probably a little bit more mature, I'd imagine. No, no doubt about it. Like there was no there was no crazy pranks. There was nothing. It was just you know, literally you know, picking guys' brains, see what they're doing with their career, and literally learning from from them because you know when you got a guy especially for me i was probably you know i'm not the youngest guy that was on the show but as far as like fight experience i had the least amount of fights so to kind of you know pick some of these guys brains and hear some of their stories and 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 kind of you know learn from their mistakes and so forth and kind of kind of direct my career so for me it was huge man it was definitely a good experience um now you're on team uh, cody garbrandt and uh, we just talked to tj dillashaw a few minutes ago and we're going to talk to Cody, I think, on Thursday. So uh, what is your take on this animosity between these two guys? And, of course, I want to ask you, what was the environment like there? Let me tell you something. It was, it was definitely interesting, man. I think uh, the, the, the UFC and Fox, they should have brought in Dr. Phil or some uh, therapist <laughs> because, you know, when you're watching from the outside, you're like, oh, this is all made up beef. It's just, it's just the ratings. They genuinely, you know, it, it's emotional. It's like... It's a breakup. It's almost like a divorce. So That's right. it was kind of tough because, you know, going into it, we didn't, we, you know, I didn't know Cody on a first name basis. I didn't know TJ like that. Um, so when you started learning the, the ins and outs of it, it's emotional, man. Like people don't realize when you sweat and you train and you, and you, uh, you go through, you know, you know, the trenches with somebody, your family, it's for me, it's harder to watch, you know, my teammates go and fight. Uh, especially if I'm around like it's a random, you know, knucklehead that don't know nothing, and to hear them talking trash, like it drives me crazy. Now, for somebody that you train with for five, six, seven years, and and you build a bond, for them to just kind of, you know, uh, whatever the situation may be, uproot and leave, it's it's emotional. And then to have like the, it, it was like a therapy session, man. I, I can't even like first episode that everybody saw that that's like nothing compared to you know actually living it for for six weeks nonstop. It was intense. Yeah, it seems like uh, it does not seem put on for ratings. Like I agree with you, and and again, I not, was not there, but it seems very genuine. There's a lot of bad blood from him leaving Alpha Male, and Cody seems like a guy who's very willing to pick up some bad blood and fling it. Um, you know, <laughs> he doesn't seem to play games. Cody doesn't fuck around. So, um, what, let me ask you too. After after 19, after after that uh, season, did you? And again, I, I did you enter the UFC and go 0 and three? Uh, yeah, I still to this day I cannot count that jersey loss. I know. That's that was a tough one to swallow. But, Contra- you know, controversial. Leaving the hands of judges. That was split. Yeah, that was a split decision too. A controversial one. Yeah. Everyone said you won. 
Yeah, it was, that was a tough one. But, you know what, man? Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a positive mindset kind of guy, man. Sure. Like, I'm fortunate that I was able to, to spend the majority of my career and learn on the highest stage of, of mixed martial arts. You know, being in the sport for, you know, it took me, what, four years to, to get in the UFC, you know, with the show and everything. So I went through my bumps and bruises versus some of the best guys in the world. And some of the things that I got away with, you know, on the regional scene, you know, with my weight and this and that and doing it the wrong way, I learned, you know, firsthand. And I think, you know, Ray Longo, I remember like yesterday, he said it to me, you know, after that fight in Jersey, he said, listen, there's a big difference between being able to make weight and being able to perform it with the weight. Like, you already proved that you can make 185, sure. but if you're not going to, you know, live the, this lifestyle the right way and, and manage your weight, then, then, then what are you doing it for? Because I literally, I love food more than Matt, more than Ray, more than anybody <laughs> on this planet. I'm like a food, I'm like a food guy. Like I'll eat Matt under the table. I, I don't know about that. Food. This might be the first time we have a. This might be the first time we have a disagree, Truck. <laughs> He's such an easy guy to get along with. Listen, you you look good. I, I'm talking about like I used to go from a fight at 185. I used to blow up to 240, 245. Like when I used to go to the gym. They used to ask me what I weigh. I used to say, ah, 235, and I knew for a fact that I was north of that. And it was just, it was just crazy. I, didn't, I used to have to worry about getting my weight down all the time during camp, so I really didn't get to grow as much as I could have, and I learned from that. What's the hardest food? Like, again, I, I, uh, I, for me, the hardest food to not eat, this is going to sound laughable, pretzels. I fucking love shoving pretzels in my fat face so much. What's the hardest oh, wait, for you? Wait, you said pretzels? Yeah, pretzels. Boo. Hold on a minute. Matt doesn't Jimmy. go with pretzels. Everybody's yeah, booing. I don't know, man. That's a pretzel of food. I, I could go down a grocery list. I'm, I think I'm Italian. My mom doesn't want to admit it, but I'm a big pasta eater. I get uh. some big ZD. Like, uh, the ideal food for me is like, let me see. Like a, a nice big slice of pizza with some some big ziti on top. Like you can't. That's like yeah. the greatest combination possible to mankind. But it is good. not too many foods I'll turn down. Just smile. I'm I'm here smiling like a fat guy. That's all right. It's good. <laughs> we all smile. We went out with Raging Al for our you know the pre-fight uh, meal, and we went to a place called I think Motto Moto Motto in uh, where was I? Pre-fight. Pre-fight. Before the fight you went out. We went the day before, the night before. Okay. The, the, after weigh-ins. You oh, know? Yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know no, before, not, not right before the fight. <laughs> I'll tell you, this was, no, not right before, no, but what a, deli- man, we had, so, what a delicious meal. <laughs> I'm giving a, now we're talking about food. Jimmy, I had the pizza and I had how this. Um, Did Ali eat pizza? Ta- how do you pronounce it? Talagetti? Ta- 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 I'm going to kill the. the, the Spaghetti. No, no, oh. it's. Uh, um, Talladega Nights. My wife's going to kill me now. Oh. I'm not pronouncing it right. <laughs> it's like a fettuccine. Oh, uh, I know what you mean. Uh, I'm going to get the name in, of it. In Nashville, that they got good pasta in Nashville. I, I would, that wouldn't be the first thing yeah. that would kind of... You wouldn't think that, right? I'm Adam, listen, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> now, you're, uh, you're uh, Eddie, you're Jamaican. Is there, is there any like uh, Jamaican dishes your mom uh, would make that were uh, that we probably have never eaten that were good? Uh, I don't know. Have you ever had oxtail? Oxtail is out of this world. Is that soul food, oxtail? Ox- what the fuck is an oxtail? Oxtail is very big. It's I think it's amazing. soul food. Is that is that considered soul food, oxtail? I would, I would say so, but like, you know, Jamaican, like jerk oxtail, jerk chicken, curry chicken, anything curry, I guess you could say is Jamaican or Indian because, you know, Jamaican is West Indian, but I refuse, I refuse to go to any Jamaican restaurant because my mom cooks so well that there's no way, it's too much pressure on that restaurant. It's going to be, uh, it's going to fall short. <laughs> exactly, yeah, like if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go something that I, that, I, that I can't cook or something that 
that you know my mom's can't cook, and I'm I'm a mama's boy. So okay, she called me telling me there's food at the house. Like I'm there. She don't have to. She don't have to tell me twice. I I went. I had jerk chicken one time. I think I was. It was a weird. I was on Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, doing performing for troops, and they have a a jerk chicken. Like a, a place on Guantanamo Bay for the soldiers that's jerk chicken. I think we had it. was really awesome. What exactly is jerk chicken? It's, it's got spices on it. Um, I'm sure Eddie can explain spicy a lot better than me. It is spicy. It's, is it? it's been many years. Yeah. yeah. I think, honestly, like, yeah, I would say that the, the, the seasoning makes it jerk because, like, the best jerk chicken you get in Jamaica is you're literally driving down the side of the road. There'll be, like, a little shack with, you know, with somebody's, you know, somebody's mom with some, like, hair rollers in her hair cooking the chicken. And that's, like, the best jerk chicken you'll get. Yeah, food like that, like uh, if you go down to like Austin, Texas, and other places for barbecue, it's always somebody with slippers on who's making the best food you're going to have. It's not a giant chain place. It's just somebody who kind of cooks every day. And you go down to those barbecue places, and that's the best place to get it. Those mom and pops, man. We got, we got to support the, the, local, the local businesses. Let's get back to the fight. Well, you you're fighting. Well, I wanted to plug Eddie's fight. It's going to be this Wednesday against uh, Tom Galicchio. Is that how you say his name? Galicchio? Yes, indeed. Two, two for Tom. Uh, yes, Toothless Tom. Uh, this Wednesday, on the it's the second episode of the Ultimate Fighter Redemption. It's uh, your second time through, and um, ten o'clock Eastern on FS1. Uh, good luck. I mean, you know how it turned out. We don't know how it turned out, so we can't ask you. So everyone will have to tune in. You're a really a, a, a nice guy, man. I'm looking forward to watching your fight. Yeah, truck. Uh, the, the pleasure's all mine, man. Next time, I'm come mad. in. I'm, I'm mad. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not in studio. You know, any chance I get to hang out with Matt and you, Jim, you know, if, if you're good people in Matt's size, then you're, you're a legend in my eyes. So <laughs> oh, thank I'm you. going to be there. All right. Well, next time, come in studio. Anytime you want, you'd be welcome to come in and just hang. You don't even have jump, to be promoting it. Just jump on the train with me, man. We'll make a, an afternoon That's of it. it. Get, a, right. get, get a babysitter. Definitely. Definitely, buddy. <laughs> All right, That's truck. It. All right, Eddie. Good luck, buddy. Good, good talking to you. Thanks, guys. Take Later, care. Buddy. Bye. Is yeah. a nice clear phone connection? That was nice. That's another one, man, where I, I don't think I ever called him Eddie in my life. It's like Drago. I, don't, yeah. I never called Drago Pete. You don't? Nah, what I do never called call, I, I feel I called him Drago. I mean, oh. That's his nickname. for that. Since I, I knew him since he was 17, I called him that. It almost feels, when I introduce him sometimes, I introduce him to like, some people, they don't they don't follow There's fighting. Drago. Well, no, I introduce him as, as like, Pete, like, like if Pete, it's like sure. an older lady or somebody, I don't want to scare yeah. them. Like, hey, this, is, this Drago. is Pete, you old bag. <laughs> this is Drago. <laughs> to be like, they'll be scared to fuck death. <laughs> no, Drago. I wrote with Drago this morning. Drago's awesome. By the way, did we mention what? how fucking great Cub Swanson looked? How literally yeah. he has he has eight arms and nine fucking legs. <laughs> he does nothing but throw different combinations. He, I saw some spin kicks and front yeah. kicks. And he I got spinning, oh, spinning elbow off the clinch. Oh. Yeah, he's got a lot of tools, and Jesus. he's really, he's he's really he's really I think all the experience in there. He's really never looked better. He's really just putting on fun fights. I mean, this is the second fight in a row. Yeah. Uh, Who's the last one? The last one was with the Korean. Was that, it was not Korean Zombie? Wolf, no, with Do Ho Choi. Oh, oh, oh my God, that's right. Which he won. Yeah, that's yeah. horrible. Another decision. The fact yeah. that I said yeah. it's another Asian guy. Yeah, yeah but that oh, that only went to a decision because Do Ho was able to take very everything. very yeah. tough. Good fight. And this this Artem Lobov uh, fight was really great. And and yeah. Cub said after. I'm definitely going to take some time off. But I'm going to be training the whole time because Chris told us an interesting stat to jump out of the quote for a second that he landed more punches. Yeah. Um, is in that fight? Is it is that correct? Yeah, it's a it's a new UFC WEC featherweight single fight record. He landed two hundred nine significant strikes, Kevin. and he's and he, but he got hit one hundred twenty three times. Yeah, which is the most in his career. Uh, it's, and he's never fought for a title. I really, no. really, really want to see Cub Swanson get a title fight. 
even if he loses the fight, he's a, he's a fun fighter to watch. He's a fucking animal. Oh, yeah. uh, who doesn't want to watch well, Cub fight for a title? The, after this fight, he's really becoming one of those uh, fan favorites. He, you know yeah, what I he's mean? great. That's what it's like. Oh, shoot, Cub's fighting. I mean, look at his last two fights. Two it's incredible decisions. 25 in minutes of uh, fun. Um, he won't return until late December, early next year, he said. He's, he's yes. lost to both guys, uh, Aldo and Holloway. So they both equally sting. In my whole career, I've never fought for a belt. That's something I'd like to do, or at least have the opportunity to do. At least he's admitting it still stings that he lost to both of those dudes. Good for him. Both of those dudes. Good for him. <laughs> you see what Diego Sanchez um, wrote on Twitter? Uh-uh. He says, and what a... I'm, I'm, Go on now. What a classy, uh, classy guy, you know? And he's such a warrior, and... He's really he's another one of those guys that's just I mean I told you before his fight with Carol Parisian back in the day is one of one of my favorites. It's such a great fight. Yeah. He has a lot of I mean the guy's got a lot of classic fights, man. Really just such a another when I say fan favorite. I mean Diego Sanchez that when he does walk away from the game, whenever that is, he's uh he's going to be missed. But uh, he said on on Twitter, "Congrats Ally Quinta. Straight right from hell. Good job." I'm okay. Wanted to congratulate you, but they said I had to get a CAT scan. And then later on, he uh, did. A, he wrote on Twitter uh, to all my fans: "God bless, and I'm all good." A perfect CAT scan. That's great. Yeah, that makes you feel good that he's all right. And uh, Al was re- very, very accurate. And um, he was devastating. He was devastating. And Al's got the what is it? The third longest fight streak uh win streak right now yeah, in, in the division now, yeah. yes five straight and that's after a two-year layoff to do that right. to somebody of the caliber of uh, a warrior of uh you know diego sanchez is something really to be said you know when you're a guy and, like um, diego sanchez and you have such a fierce reputation yes. and, and everyone knows you're a tough motherfucker yes and you get knocked out i, I like i like the way he's looking at it like everyone gets caught once in a while he just got caught i mean you know he, but no one doubts that he's a tough guy like no one doubts Diego Sanchez is a tough dude. No, nah, that's that's just. I mean, that would be downright. Nobody's gonna. That's silly. I mean, even if you you like him, don't like him. I mean, the guy is just. You know, I mean, tough is 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 an understatement. I mean, the guy is just. Uh, again, I mean, that's the only way you're taking him out. The way Al did. Yep. <laughs> He's not gonna get hit and go. All right, I had enough. Well, Al hits hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Al hits hard. Al hits hard. Al hits accurate. If you, this is a thing with Al. You, you look I'm at glad Al and I didn't have any beef when he yeah, was in here. Yeah, well, then he might have, you know, dealt for my with, sake. Then he might have dealt with his first verbal submission. You might have smacked him around. But listen, Jimmy, look at some of the guys. I mean, look at guys like I mean, let me, right off the head, Ross Pearson, um, Rodrigo Dam, Rodrigo Dam, uh, Joe Lazon, right. now Diego Sanchez. It's four fights right there. These were all brutal. I mean. These were, Masvidal. these were these were these were brutal finish. Well, I'm talking about brutal finishes. Yeah. I mean, these are brutal finishes. So I know he was upset afterwards, very upset that he did not get that that um, uh, fighter's bonus. But uh, you know, I mean, shit, man. I look at all the guys he beat. You know, I'd be upset too. My advice to Al, even not that he wants it, is uh, you're probably right to be annoyed. But you're yeah. a great fighter. You're young, good looking. You know, long future. In fighting, and no. you are going to be a big fucking star in the sport if you just keep doing what you're doing. That's yeah. it. I know sometimes it sucks. The glory yeah. doesn't come fast enough, or the money doesn't come fast well, enough. And glory, you're right. No, but know. I mean, the, like the, the you know the the, the fight bonus. You should have gotten it. Maybe. I mean, it was very impressive. It'll come. You know, he says things where people could say, "Oh, would they agree with or don't agree with?" You know, I hey, listen. He's his own man. I'm his friend. I, you know, I'm his, I'm, I'm his trainer and his friend. You know what I mean? But uh, good job. I'm not his. Him. I'm not his father. Right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not telling. He's his own man. Who am I to say how to act? Like yeah. you know, 
I'll tell you how he does act. I mean, I have him at my house eating pizza with my kids. He's a great, I seen him working with kids down at Longo's doing private lessons and, and whatnot, holding the pads. Everybody, they love him because yeah. he's a, he's a good, genuine dude. You, you had him in here. Yeah, nice Did he guy. come across like a, like a, oh, like a punk? Nice guy. He's a good, good guy. And, uh, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. I mean, he's. That guy is just made for that cage. So, you know, I mean, I... Like, I you want to really, see him continue fighting, we, and you want to see him... We love working that... Longo yeah. says it the best, because I never worry about him. Like, he's that's what he says. I don't worry about him. Like, he doesn't stress... You know, like, he's just... You know. You know what he's going to do. You know, it's like, you know he's showing up. You know he's... And when I mean showing up, like, when he's in that... When Al is the most... You can see him when he has the mic in front of him. Sometimes he might not be the most comfortable, and it might come across like. But then again, you look at Nick Diaz. Does he look? Sometimes there's awkward moments there. But are you gonna, you always want to see a Nick Diaz fight. Sure. You always. I mean, Al, I put in that kind of category where it's not. It, it might not come out like the the smoothest when he's in front of a mic. But damn, I mean, look at that guy's. Look at that. He's in his element when he's fighting. He loves it. That just like I said before, many times. That's right. Tony Ferguson, Max Holloway, Ally Aquinta. These guys are the guys that love it. They love to be in the battle. They love it, Jimmy. Love it. Is he uh, ranked at this moment? Yeah, Al's four. He's fourteen. Yeah, but he's but been gone been for a couple. Yet. He's been gone for a couple. Of years. He hasn't posted yeah. yet, right? The the last uh, rankings is from April nineteenth. Yeah. Oh, there so. it is, right there. Okay, yeah, man. I mean, look, first time in a couple of years, and. Uh, Hey, congrats, homie! Yes, congratulations. You know? That was a very, very. And, uh, did we mention? Did we mention uh, Dodson and uh, and Eddie? Oh Eddie my Warner's? God, how good did Dodson look? Eddie yeah. Eddie looked uh, very, very hesitant to pull the trigger. He looked yeah. like he was just, and he even sat down. And he goes, "He's fast." Yeah, you know, and that's and that's yeah. where that's where Dodson moving up in weight. He has a speed advantage over a lot of these guys. Yeah, he's uh. Listen, I mean, you know, he caught TJ that time, and, and you know what I mean? Dillashaw, I mean, he's, and who does that? He's very, very quick, fast. very explosive, and has a vast knowledge of comic book, uh, of history and, and whatnot on the X-Men. I talked to him. We were downstairs. I don't know how we got into it. From the Logan movie to this. What a good, we, we had a good time, me and Dotson. Yeah. I told him he's got, well, wait, is he? Is he coming on here? We had, we had we him had on him here. Just had him yeah, on. that's why. Oh, my God. But that's why. <laughs> I'm glad we, I'm not we, the we, only one whose memory is Oh, no, on. I am. Listen to me. I, <laughs> I remember Steve Mazzagani fucking up that that, that uh, stoppage with uh, Mir and Brock Lesnar 20 years ago. But uh, no, I, understand. I don't remember who we had on the, the, the show last week. I literally was just Jimmy. talking about Joe Lazone losing. And I'm like, who, uh, who did the guy? Uh, who did the guy lose to? Oh, Joe Lazone. No, he beat him. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the other night. My fucking. Dude, so, listen, dude. This is my third. Longo's going. I need a break. Longo. I'll tell you what Longo's doing today. He's probably still sleeping. Dude, this was three weeks in a row, man, that we've been away. My family. I told you they were away in London. Oh, so, right. Yeah. So I haven't seen them literally when they got back on list. Thursday, when they got back Thursday is when I was leaving for Al's fight. So I haven't seen him in two weeks. I was so happy to see them. It was nice to see him. Oh, my goodness. My little, especially my three-year-old, is she's that age where she's just, I want to sit next to Danny. I want I, I want Daddy to cut this for me. I want Daddy yeah, yeah, with the food. And oh, man. So we good. So we went out and got some pizza. It was at Phil's Pizzeria last night. How was it? Oh, my goodness, Jimmy. Oh, that's so Matt. good. A little drunken Sicilian. I'm going to take you for that. So good. You didn't make it out to Eddie's Pizza? Oh. No, that's, I mean, we, we stayed Too in my hood. Too stricken we, we, stayed, we stayed in my hood in Massapequa. Yeah. Or Massa Pizza, how we Matt's like got a big it. house. A big yeah. house. Well, we, well, you know, we went from, we went and uh, we got that, um, the uh, the pizza. 
And then after that, we went to Krish's. And Krish's is a little like mom and pop type old school um, like ice cream shop. And it's got food there too. Well, we always go there. It's a nice place. And so we go there and we got some like dessert there. So Where's I'm straight up a fat guy. Oh, get? Jimmy. <laughs> they have all different things of ice cream, but I didn't get any ice cream. I'm not a big ice cream guy, but they have the best chocolate cake there. Look, at, look at his face. Look. Why am I smiling so much? I'm a fucking fan. You like what well, you like? Who, who doesn't smile when they talk? I, no one mentions chocolate cake it, and ice cream. It, and frowns. It's delicious whether it's uh, chocolate uh, um, uh, frosting, but it had vanilla frosting on top of the chocolate. But it was so good. I want to go there. It was so good, I Jimmy. Go get some cake. Oh my goodness. So I so that's what we did, and uh, I had such a good time with my family. I can't wait to go see them now. And uh, I guess uh, before we wrap up, we should. Oh, and I had great. I'm sorry. I had great sex with my wife. Oh, I was hoping, uh, Jimmy. Cool. I was like fucking Tarzan beating Good. my chest. I did the same thing. That's my fucking wife, Jimmy. No, no, no. Watch. No, no. I mean, what? I had good sex. Oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I didn't mean to attack. But I wasn't with anyone. Okay. Well, yourself? It was me and some oil. Yes. And I taught myself a lesson. What'd you do? You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Ronda Rousey and Travis Brown engaged. Congratulations, Congratulations, guys. guys. They said, uh, not that they listen. I'm sure they don't give a fuck. I thought they were going to come on here and break that news. Uh, under a waterfall in New Zealand. Oh, that's romantic. And it felt like the right thing to do. Oh, that's a bad listen. Yes. I, all the best. They're going to have some kind of future champion. Oh, they will. <laughs> Is Travis going to keep fighting? I don't. I didn't hear him retire. Yeah, I think he's going to keep going. Yeah, he's on. He was what on. is Ronda doing? Is she acting? I mean, I don't know personally, but I th- but I've heard that. Yeah, she's doing some. You know, she was on TV actually recently. Though she was on a show on NBC. I can't Facetimer. Get her on here. She was yeah, I'll give her a call. Okay, I'll text her. All right, Come guys. On. Listen, I think this is coming to an end. I don't want it to. What Listen, if you want to see me, I'm in Baltimore oh. this Friday, Saturday at Magoobies. And uh, if, you, if you don't, it's understandable. And I'm coming overseas at the end of May to all those places uh, in Europe that I've discussed. Just go to jimnorton.com. And the Chip Chipperson podcast is up, tearing up the comedy chart. Where do you do that podcast? I tape that in uh, for Riotcast. Where do you? Oh. I tape it over the Comedy Cellar. Oh. Can I go on it? I'd love to have you. It's a short <laughs> podcast. It's like twenty minutes. Oh, I'm a short guy. I'll just be hanging <laughs> out. I'm, I suck, but I'll just yeah. I'll just hang out, man. I just look for any reason to hang with you, Jimmy. I love it. Well, you wouldn't be hanging with me. Who? Wait, I won't be. Are there. you gonna stay? Are you gonna be in character the whole time? I won't be there. Don't do that to me. Oh, Is it I gonna don't. be weird? Because I heard he's obnoxious. He's very obnoxious. Bring him in here. Does it? Could he just stop in for a second? Oh, do like I do like my kids in front. I put my hand in front of my face. I'm smiling and I'm not smiling. Could you do that and become a chip? Yeah, hold become on. chip. Right. Hold on, he's becoming chip. The guy you talk to every day will not be there. Fucking piece of garbage. Oh my! Look at you. Well, that's a funny. That's a weird face. That's what you have a weird face. So chip, skip a chip. <laughs> oh, you're making fun of me. Why wow, you're a little prick, chip. Chip, are you an angry little fuck? No. Chip, what's it like when you have sex? Oh, fucking tear a cooter up. Oh, all right. Bring Jimmy back. I don't I like a girl come buckets. No, bring Jimmy. No, Jimmy's dead. Bring Jimmy. Bring He's fucking up. dead. It's uncomfortable, I, isn't oh, it? It's awkward. Believe me, how do you think I oh, feel? Oh, my God. Thank God. How you do came you think back. I feel? I have to live with that shit. That's like, a, that's like an alter ego thing. Chip podcast is more popular than anything Jim Norton does. Really? More uh, popular than this? The Pop- UFC unfiltered? Pop- than anything Jim Norton does. Before we end, before we end, life. Th- were you going to read another um, compliment? Oh, yeah. I can really quick, just sure. one. Just well, make, on. We got to get like some the, reviews. I want to leave like happy. 
Okay, you know on, how many reviews? And while you're looking that up, by the way, did you see the Sturgis episode? I did not. Why would you not look at that? Why, I, just have, I forget. I, I, I don't even watch things on it. It's almost 30 time. minutes out of your life. That's it. I'm happy to watch. I just forget. All right. It was fun. Myself and Dean Thomas. Good. You go Dana White looking for a fight on uh, YouTube. Yes. And people, let me know if you like it or not. <laughs> Chris, what do we got there, Chris? I'm the getting, hold on. It's loading. I'm, you got to come on the Chip Podcast. I would like to, man. That was a little weird, though. It, will, it is weird. I'm still waiting for Bobby. I'm still waiting for Bob Kelly to call me. But it doesn't. He, I don't break character at all on the podcast. No, no. It's weird. Not man. even a little. That's some weird stuff. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. No? It's all called right. mental oh, illness, and I'm, a, I'm single and lonely. Oh, here we go. This is, you're gonna like this one. What am I gonna like? Got, the title of the one it says, "Hey Chris, Hey Chris." Oh. That says, "Hey, Chris, the producer. The oh. title. That's all you get. Now scram. Good, good. good. I, okay. All right, I like this guy already. Uh, best podcast I subscribe to. Sarah and Norton are funniest duo. The oh guests are always great, and you can tell it's a fun time in studio. Jim and Matt is never fun. change. It, I think it's a great time in studio. Jimmy, right now, Jimmy would rather be somewhere else because he's looking on his phone. <laughs> but I'm listening to everything. You all right, about Jimmy. I'm sorry. Episode, Chris is reading. I can. I can. Because he's saying it's a fun time in studio, and I looked at you and I smiled, and you're looking down and you're looking. Oh, at yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. look, look what they're saying about us. I look at you and you fucking. What are you playing on your phone? Are playing games? Angry Birds? You're bringing that back? No, just look at the Twitter. All right. Oh, <laughs> well, wow. Look at this one. Oh, let's give me another one. He's showing his good. dick. <laughs> yeah, put it back. Uh, it's an awesome show. Jim and Matt are a great team, and they get great guests. But the best part of the show is the production value. Without Chris, it would just be a lot of unrecognizable names and belches. That's fucking some bullshit. I, think he might I don't be... think that's fair, but that's I like hearing it. All right. All right. Ready? Ready? Hold on. Hold on. Know what I think of that? Okay. <laughs> yeah on that note chris the producer yeah. boo 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 everybody though please give us more compliments no no listen you know you need reviews we, we, need we reviews. like the reviews because I they do the help us um and we have a lot of episodes yeah. and we feel how many reviews do we have uh let me how many that. do we have and where could i read i can't read that on my Almost phone six we have 635 can wow. i people have been coming through with can this. i yeah. read that on my phone yeah i'll show you yeah. that. Sure. i won't even tell you how many chip has after three episodes how many reviews <laughs> Go so, ahead. It's not important. It is important. 978. Wow. Mm. See, but we need those people to come on and help well, well, us. Exactly. Listen, it's got to be s- similar people. This this right. show, Matt and my show has more listeners, of course. Yes. By, by a long shot. All right. All right, everybody. Anyway, I guess this is goodbye. Yeah. No? I'll see you in a couple days. I'm happy. Why are you happy? Because we'll see each other in a couple Yay! days. Yay! <laughs> All right, Chris the producer. Get us out of here, pal. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.